Hello and welcome to the Victim Podcast. I am Isudu Jame, your host for today's show. Coming in today's podcast, we spoke to Priscilla Yago Sise, a senior technical advisor and co-founder for Women Association for Victims Empowerment Wave. She highlighted the significance of giving reparations to women who are victims and the impact this can have on the victims of violence and abuses. Another, for example, um, where you have victims of rape and sexual violence, what form of reparations can they get? One says restitution. How can you restitute the dignity lost and the integrity of someone who had been subjected to acts of rape, state-sanctioned rape and similar? You cannot put that back. You cannot put back the dignity. So there appropriate forms might include monetary, livelihood, economic and support for them and their family members, be their children. Welcome back on the Victim Podcast. My name is Aistu Jame. In case you're listening to the podcast for the first time, Welcome on board. The objectives of the Victim Podcast is to raise awareness about the transitional justice beyond the work of the TRRC and highlight the importance of implementing the recommendations of the TRRC's report. This podcast will create a platform for victims, civil society organizations, NGO to ensure co-raise awareness of the non-recurrence of human rights violations and the Never Again campaign is achieved in the form of a podcast. You can follow the Victim Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or better still, on Instagram. Remember, the Victim Podcast is in partnership with the International Center for Transitional Justice, ICTJ, on this new series. This is the Victim Podcast. Welcome back to the Victim Podcast. Empowering women who are victims in the country is their main objectives. After two decades of dictatorship under Yaya Jami's rule, women were among the many victims of human rights violation in this country. Priscilla Yago Sise is a senior technical advisor and co-founder of Women Association for Victims Empowerment Way. She told the Victim Podcast that it is important for women to be empowered during the transitional justice period and beyond. She highlighted that women should be included in taking the lead role in transitional justice processes. Priscilla Yagosise, I am a co-founder and Senior Technical Advisor at WAVE, which is the Women's Association for Victims Empowerment. We're based in the Gambia Local Civil Society Women's Rights Organization. Um, thank you very much, Priscilla, um, for coming on the Victim Podcast. So today we're generally going to discuss on the need for reparations for victims. Um, we've seen um, there was a TRRC, a Children's Reconciliation Commission, and that has ended, and there was a time the TRC started paying out reparations and your organization have worked with victims, especially those that are in the grassroots level. And what really does their needs are in terms of reparations? Thanks, Aisha. Reparations being one of the many forms of redress which victims of violations are 
entitled to, and it's not just about what they need, it's also about the entitlements. They have expressed interest in a number of different forms of reparations. As some of your listeners and you yourself know, reparations come in different forms. could be monetary, it could be um, in the ways of memorialization, restitution, even for some just mere having accountability processes in place to, to ensure that those whom they believe and have said to be responsible for the violations they had been subjected to mm-hmm. are held accountable. Yeah. And so it, it, it definitely goes to the crux of what can be done and one of the measures and uh, processes to be in place to try and wrong the rights which victims have been allowed to go through just because of the violations. Mm -hmm. And who can do that? If someone wrongs you, they're the ones who should do that. Now, it's true, we have a TRRC process, which has just ended, and we have a government, which is different from the government, that was perpetrating the violations. But what we have is a state. A state is a continuing entity. And that means that whoever is in the helms or at the helms of government should be the ones who take responsibility for righting the wrongs of the past. And so that responsibility falls on the state squarely and largely because they're the ones for whom or to whom victims look up to at this point in time, to be able to get the reparations which they need. And their needs are varied because the violations are varied, right? But then the violations have also engendered a number of different situations, which one could say has been because of a ripple effect or dominoes effect, that one violation has led to something else. I think earlier we were talking about, for example, victims of enforced disappearance and how it is a continuing violation. And until the state does its responsibility in order to establish the fate and the whereabouts of the person who has been enforceably disappeared or takes measures to make sure that the family of that victim of enforced disappearance, that they get the remains, unfortunately, if that's the case of the victim, then the violation continues. So what would be an appropriate reparations for that family? The right to truth stands at one because they want to know the truth about their loved ones. Therein, it's not about monetary compensation. You cannot restore life lost, gone, taken. So they want to know the truth. And if possible, they would want to have the person return to them. In the event that is not possible, then what measures can be in place? One of them would be that the state does what it needs to do so that they can return the remains of the victim to the other primary victims, which are his or her family members, 
so that they get some form of closure. But in that state as well, you have a situation where with the the person who's been enforceably disappeared, it just stopped there. So the family members have had to fend for themselves. It could be a polygamous family or it could be a monogamous family. (laughs) They have to fend for themselves. Okay, what would the breadwinner would have been doing? That is an already immediate burden which has to fall on someone who had not, one, planned for not to see their loved one, mm-hmm. but also that now they have to take up some responsibilities which have to be in place. So that's one issue. Another, for example, um, where you have victims of rape and sexual violence, what form of reparations can they get? One says restitution. How can you restitute the dignity lost and the integrity of someone who had been subjected to acts of rape, state-sanctioned rape and similar? There, you cannot put that back. You cannot put back the dignity. So there, appropriate forms might include monetary, livelihood, economic, and support for them and their family members, be their children, and in different forms that it comes to. So reparations really varies, and so it should be. And it's also dependent on um, the needs. And I think it's really, it should be, I believe it's really appropriate that reparations are not decided, reparations awards are not decided in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. There has to be clear consultations with the victims so that you know what their needs are and what their perceptions about the reparations issues are instead of not engaging them and then just making a uniformed approach of addressing reparations awards without taking those issues into consideration. So I believe all of those need to be in place in order to be able to get an approach which is rights-based and victim-centered and talks to the needs of the victims as they see it based on their own individual circumstances. Another aspect is also collective reparations and where there are opportunities for that to be in place. Then again, consultations have to be put down so that all those who are involved and should be part of that collective process, they too can have their voice and have their say in the process. So at the end of the day, I'm going to say, as as is it now, we need to continue to engage and co-create in order to empower victims and to be able to also be the voices, not just of victims, but working together, co-creating in order to get solutions to their issues, and one of them would be for reparations. Well, this is all we have for you in today's show. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to download this podcast and other podcasts you've missed on the Victim Podcast Show on our website. You can follow the Victim Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or better still, on Instagram. And don't forget to like our page on our various platforms. I have been your host, Aisitu Jami. Thank you.